What, which, this, that, or the other? From Bonnaroo to Coachella, traversing the music festival landscape can be tricky. That's where we come in with high fives for everyone. The What Podcast with Brad, Barry, Lord Taco, dedicated to exploring the entire festival scene. Brad has worked in the radio industry for more than 20 years and currently lives in Brooklyn, where he is program director for three stations, including one in New York, one in Detroit, and one in Miami. Barry's been a reporter for the Chattanooga Times Free Press, covering all aspects of the entertainment industry since 1987. That's before you were born. Lord Taco, the smart guy who makes these podcasts on our website at thewhatpodcast.com work. Also really good at identifying babies, loves blue-haired moms, PBR, and his beautiful Volkswagen bus. We all fell in love with the Bonnaroo Festival years ago, not only because of the amazing bands that play there every year, but also because of the incredible community spirit that has developed around it. Radiate positivity. And we really like talking about the inside baseball stuff when it comes to putting on a huge music festival. So join us. You can hear the What Podcast on the Consequence Podcast Network or anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to Consequence Uncut, a series that gives listeners and readers a deeper dive into our features with major artists. For this interview, we're talking to Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter Gracie Abrams. There was this kind of exchange of vulnerability that I, I didn't know if I would receive any of it. I just knew that I was like trying to be as honest and up close with myself as possible in making the, the record. So getting to have that upon the initial release was really cool of everyone to like gift me that experience. I'm Mijan, lead podcast producer at Consequence. I'm Mary Sroki, associate editor here at Consequence. Mary, I'm, I I feel like we just had you, but, you know, now that you're a part of the Consequence Uncut family, as, <laughs> after already being part of Consequence Uncut, we just had to have you back for this awesome interview with Gracie Abrams. I love being in high demand. Um, and what a, <laughs> there's no better, better person to have in the spotlight than Gracie. This was such a cool conversation. The number of things that she's been doing, like basically she's hanging out with everyone's idol right now, Taylor Swift. Right. And she's Grammy nominated. I mean, like, could she have had a better year? Truly. And what's so funny about the timing of this is that she and I have seriously, and we mentioned this in the interview, we've been trying to get time together. What feels like the entire calendar year, because (laughs) she's had all of these milestones. She had her album drop. She had a headlining tour. She had a smaller tour with Aaron Desner. She opened for Taylor and then she got nominated for a Grammy. So at each one of those checkpoints, we were trying to set something up. The timing never worked, but it was lovely because instead we got to do this great capstone conversation about all of those things. It was lovely. And I think what's so impressive about her is that she's not just a singer. She's a singer songwriter. So she's really like in it for the long game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's really nice when you see someone like her, 
really start to, you know, I to use a Hunger Games reference, maybe the ballad of what, whatever in song is in my yes, head. Yes, ballad of songbirds and snakes. Thank you. Um, no, I feel like she's catching fire right now. Yes. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And, yeah, and I'm very into it. <laughs> I was too. And something that was very evident in our conversation that I love as a writer and totally um, connect and empathize with is this feeling she described of if she doesn't write her feelings out in some capacity, she feels like she'll burst. And she's a writer in the sense that she loves to read and she talks about some poets that are inspiring her lately. And she's She's very immersed in her craft, which is so rewarding as an interviewer when someone is willing to chat through things like that. It's it's um, there's so many different kinds of artistry, but this is one that's really fun to delve into. I know. And like also being named 30 under 30 for Forbes for music. That's a pretty incredible like way to cap off 2023. And on top of that, she just had a really nice demeanor. Um, yeah, we, very humble. We, very humble, very conversational. When I first jumped on, she was not on camera yet. She was like, oh, I thought we were just going to be chatting, but you're on camera. Like, I want to have a face-to-face conversation. And so... Oh, my God, that's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. She was she was very warm, very friendly. And she is so young to be racking in all these accomplishments, but absolutely still incredibly humble and in touch with, with what she wants to do as an artist, which is really nice to see. Yeah. Well, I hope everyone really enjoys this interview. Yeah, you can check it out in full on consequence.net. It's a full write-up about our conversation, and then you can just stay tuned if you want to hear our whole chat as well. Awesome. So now I'll turn it over to Mary and Gracie Abrams for this interview. Please enjoy. I'm so happy to meet you. I know we've been trying to do this a bunch of times yeah. a year and you've had such an amazing year. So I'm just so happy that we get to have kind of like a capstone conversation around. I'm it. super grateful. Thank you for, for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I kind of love this as well, because when album cycles are happening, it can be really hard. I think for sometimes you're chatting before the albums come out. Like, I just love that we have a right. little space since Good Riddance was released that like, I was just curious when I was thinking about our chat, I would love to know how you feel now that that album has been in the world for a while. And mm-hmm. what that immediate reaction felt like and what a couple months of distance feel like for you. I think I was lucky enough to have such a lovely time making it that Aaron and I were so proud of it and it uh, represented kind of like a lot more than just an album to me like the 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 process was very helpful in terms of working through the subjects that I was writing about it felt like this closure just finishing the project even before it came out I was so grateful for it and so by the time we actually released it I think uh any reception of it at all was exciting um and it was like this um there was this like lovely generosity that I experienced from the people that listened to it. Uh, I felt like there were lots of, of people, whether it was at the, the shows by the time we got to tour, who would write letters and tell me about certain songs that felt similar to their own experiences or, you know, on social media and stuff like just interacting with people that are kind enough to listen to the music. There was this kind of exchange of vulnerability that I, I didn't know if I would receive any of it. I just knew that I was like trying to be as honest and up close with myself as possible when making the the record. So getting to have that upon the initial release was really cool of everyone to like gift me that experience. And months out now, almost sort of ish a year later now, I I feel like uh, 
in a very different place than I was when I made that record. But I also feel like so grateful that that is sort of this foundation for the music that I make personally. Like I, it feels like a big part of me and, and yet I also do feel like I'm in a very different place. So it's funny to like think back at the, the year. Yeah, yeah, I agree that. And are you someone who, when you finish a project, you already kind of have one eye on the next thing? Like, are you always scribbling lyrics out? Or do you always have things? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I'm writing all the time. I absolutely don't always know what it's for by any means. I mean, like, I feel really lucky that my instinct to make music and to write things down isn't from a, how will I be able to release this one day? It's just from a I need to do this, otherwise I'll like combust or something. So I'm constantly writing, though I don't always know what it's for. That being said, there. Well, no, actually, yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> but I definitely, I was, I was always so excited. I think once I knew what it felt like to be intentional about like sitting down and starting an album, that process was so fulfilling and so informative that I knew how excited I was to be able to repeat the process. But I was hoping at the time a more evolved way. And I feel like the the more that I've made songs and and the more that I've learned about production and the, the more that I've read and the more that I've like met people out in the world, the more that has all informed and helped like fine tune what this album this next album making process has been. What kind of launch pad do you think that that experience gave you creatively for your next problem? Like either from a technical perspective, like you were mentioning, or an emotional perspective. What do you think kind of seeing how this album was experienced by people? What do you think that that gave you for your next project? Just more perspective. Like really, like I, I think it's just the more that we like exist, the more our aperture for life widens a bit. And so I think I've been trying to absorb as much as I can from all aspects of the experience, not just for myself in terms of making the thing and working internally, but from, you know, the audience's perspective as well. Like I, I think the more I've gotten to know them, the more they've come to shows and we've developed this kind of like dynamic is they're the whole reason I get to do any of this at all. It's like, I, I, I'm also trying to be mindful of like what would make it better for them across the board from like a listening experience in terms of that with the record itself and then how that will translate to shows. Like I, I'm considering everything because I have more information now. Now, so I'm considering it differently. And um, it's really nuts to think about the like job, which is like crazy. The, the, what I'm lucky enough to do. Like it's um, I feel really lucky that I've had it the year that I have because I think that I'm seeing and feeling how it is in my mind, very positively impacting the next batch of music, which is it feels really exciting to learn for me. I feel very I feel very grateful for the opportunity to get to know all of it a little bit better um, because I'm super new here, you know, so I'm psyched. You spent so much time on the road this year. You had your tour, you had those those shows with Aaron, those really intimate shows, and then mm-hmm. you opened for Taylor. And before we dig into Taylor, I do want to talk about your shows and what sharing your recent music in particular felt like and, and just what that whole experience was like. It was pretty amazing to feel the kind of community that I felt at each of the shows because we did a ton of them this year for this album. And I think similarly to how I felt when I released the album before the tour, getting, you know, messages from people about their experiences, it was like all of a sudden this two-way street of like giving our kind of most like emotionally charged feelings like at a show where you're like able to scream and express physically the meaning behind all these songs and like to have clicked with my audience in the way that I think we did was so lucky. I want always the show to be an experience that you 
can't have if you're sitting at home listening to the album. Like I try to rearrange or reimagine the arrangements to a bunch of the songs so that it feels new and heightened in a live setting. Cause I think there's something so important about like, first of all, if anyone's going to spend money on anything, like let it be a fresh experience. I also just find it to be rare these days to like capture the kind of community and like openness that people tend to experience at concerts. So I just wanted it to, to feel good. And I hope that it did for the people that came. Yeah. And I know every show just really has its own texture and feel and special place in that. But are there any moments from your time on the road this year? Do you have like one or two really special moments where you were like, I will never forget that? Yeah, I mean, a ton, honestly. But I remember just it's funny because you're there. But I remember that the Nashville show feeling very charged (laughs) like I don't know how to describe it really because it is one of those things it's like a feeling that you get it was one of those moments where like I've heard because I'm just like such a fan of music and I've listened to so many of my favorite artists like do interviews and talk about touring and years and years and years before I like ever especially years and years before I ever toured but just like in general before I even could imagine doing it like Artists have talked about that feeling where you're like, oh, there's just something about being on stage and having that kind of exchange of energy with an audience. And it, it does a thing that feels like chemical. It was one of those moments where I'm like, this has to be what they're talking about. Like there was something that felt so magical about that show. And I could say the same about so many of the shows, you know, but yeah. um, Nashville obviously is just like there's such so much of like the heart of Nashville is like the love of music and the like cultivation. It's like a generative place. And I think that felt very apparent that night. And I just felt really lucky to be there. And then, yeah, the show felt great. It makes me so happy because a lot of times Nashville audiences are tough audiences because they yeah, yeah, yeah. Much about the music. Right, right, right. Are like, are you guys vibing? Are you paying a lot oh, of funny. attention? What's going on? Right, right, right. I'm so glad that it was a positive memory for you though. Oh no, it really was. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I also obviously want to hear about your time opening on the Eras tour. And I was talking with some of my colleagues this morning about how crazy it is that Taylor Swift is probably the most famous person on the planet right now. And just how hard that is to to wrap our heads around and just would love to hear about being in that in that space with her and your experience with the fans. Oh, she has the best fans in the world and to have gotten to know them over the summer. I mean, you know, I've been a part of her fan base forever, but to get to see the joy that they create and that they they feed off of from Taylor and her music and each other and their friendship bracelets and their outfits and the tears and the laughter and the dancing, all of it. It's like, it was such a blessing 
this year to have had that level of joy be a part of my weekly routine for four months straight. I could and, you know, will <laughs> I would talk about Taylor for like years and years and years because she's like one of one in, in all of these ways. But I do feel like the actual just like emotional benefits from having been around that number of people every week who are so like down to come as themselves and and express so fully was so lucky. And, and then, you know, to be in Taylor's orbit at all is like a masterclass in just how to be, period. It's like she's she's just the greatest. Like it's she's an epic friend and she's an epic business person and she's an epic performer and she's an epic writer and she's like there for the people in her life and she's there for her fans and she's so herself that there's something deeply infectious about watching her work and watching her go about the world because it's obviously rare it's why it's why we're all talking about her you know but yeah I just love that woman (laughs) I am so happy to hear that. And I was so lucky to get to go to a couple of the shows and it was, my expectations were high. You know, I'd never seen her. I cover pop music, obviously. And international pop has become a huge part of my job. So my performance thresholds have totally shifted. Yeah, that's amazing. K-pop and stuff. And so I was like, my expectations were so high. She blew me out. Like, it's like the stamina, the intimacy that you can cultivate in a space that large. It was incredible. Really incredible. it's like scary next level. I'm curious as a woman younger than her in the industry, if if there was any advice or any words of wisdom that she's imparted on you or just if being in that space was kind of like you said, just like a masterclass in and of itself. It definitely was. And I mean, she's given me like r- absurd amount of life advice that like just comes in the form of conversations and like kind of like, you know, I, I get like she's she's someone who like is uh you're like, oh, if I'm going through X, Y, Z situation, she'll have amazing advice because she's probably in some capacity been there before or like I just I trust her a lot. She's given me a, like a, more advice than I can like even list. But I got advice from her before I knew her at all. Yeah. personally in how she writes and how she speaks about the import like you know the the degree to which I just remember like growing up and hearing her talk about how often she journals and like mm-hmm. that was something that I had started journaling when I was really little but like at, from a songwriting perspective once I started writing music hearing someone like her, her songwriting is very detail oriented and like very, very like just very emotional and very personal. And I felt like the advice that I got from her as a kid was like, write everything down, like yeah. write all the time. Cause it, yeah. and, and, and my journals have become my biggest tool in songwriting, you know, for the past many years. And that's because of what I like would read that she'd say in interviews and on the backs of her vinyls and in her CD inserts and all that shit. It's like, I really appreciate that about her work. It feels, it has always felt deeply encouraging of feeling fully and of storytelling. And I think that it's one of the reasons why she's like, just permanently changed the game. I agree. And I am such an Evermore girl, but I would love to know, do you have a favorite? I can't, I don't think favorite, I could never like pick a favorite because they've all been such formative albums. It's like she has that, like, um, that, that, scary ability to release an album like exactly when you need you know what I mean it's like everything (laughs) thematically all that shit it's like it's like an all-knowing crazy thing um so it depends on it depends on the mood you know but um folklore actually altered like the my brain chemistry I feel like that it did something at the time and it's so 
it's so perfect for this season also so I think I'm it's maybe perfect. like biased like looking out I'm like no maybe it's 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 at Long Pond you're just like it's, it feels like <laughs> I'm just walking through the album here or something um yeah yeah I agree my friends tease me because I'm like I think it's a folklore after more day and they're like you say that every day every no day <laughs> yeah it could be like 95 degrees and like yeah. not a cloud in the sky I'm like my tears are okay. I'm like, should we listen to Willow right now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, to shift gears a little bit, congratulations on your Grammy nomination. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Wonderful. What were you doing when you found out? I was alone in my bed watching the live stream because I've watched that live stream, like, I think for as long as they've done it. Like, I just, from my bed in all previous years, I like, I just that shit gets me excited to see. And I like love cheering for my favorite artists when they get, you know, honored in that way. I was alone in bed and um, I can't like express how unexpected it was. And I still don't really believe it, but I called my mom and I was like, (laughs) Uh, but it was, it's nuts. It's nutty. It's nutty. It's really, really exciting. And I also, I do understand that you grew up in a very creative household and I love listening to you talk about how how you think about writing. And I just, mm-hmm. I resonate with a lot of that. But um, since so many creative skill sets, I feel like have a lot of intersection and you can flex these creative muscles in different spaces. Was mm-hmm. there anything else that you ever wanted to do or was it always songwriting? Were there any other spaces where you were like, I could see myself doing that? For sure, though, songwriting was what like would naturally happen. Every time I had a feeling as a kid, it was that's just like what my brain was like, uh, uh, like like breathing. I was like, well, now it's time to go write about it. But I I just love writing in general. I just lo- I love storytelling so much. I love characters. I have always written scenes. Like I've my just kind of forever um, written like scenes in my notes. I would just like create two people or imagine two people and write dialogue a ton and then college took a a playwriting course that I felt deeply inspired by and I mean writing period I think is what I've always been in love with I would love to explore it in other lanes outside of music as well one day should it feel like the inspiring thing at at the time we'll see I just write a lot like it's I write a ton it's not all songs but that's what I've been excited about leaning into and like chasing because I'm addicted to it Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.